Hi, thanks for tuning in to the Momscara podcast. I'm Karen, and I know I haven't posted anything for a little while, and that's because um, the podcast was under construction. And that's just my way of saying that I was taking a break that I didn't even know I needed until I took it. Um, But I'm back, and let's see, I want to start off, well, I want to do this episode as kind of a little background um, story about me. Um, A couple days ago, I saw a post on Facebook that just completely tore me apart. Um, I was on the ground crying hysterically, holding on to my daughter like there's no tomorrow. And I'm going to try to find that Facebook post so I can read it. Um, Let's see. And that's really, I don't even get on Facebook that much because I'm always crying when I get on Facebook. There's always like those, I pretty much always look at the like feel-good stories, like people doing good, kind things, um, and I cry. I cry at a lot of stuff, um, but this one in particular just really, really touched me, like, deeply, um, and it just made me realize how thankful and how blessed I am for everything in my life, but in particular for my daughter, Um, I mean, I'm so blessed and so just grateful that I have her, and I know that there's times where I get frustrated. I mean, let me tell you that terrible twos are like a real thing. They're so real that it just, uh, if you don't have a child who's that old, like who's, you know, yet or if you've already gone through it you know that it's real I didn't believe it until it happened and it was like an immediate switch after her second birthday like immediately she was it's I mean she's great but then when she has her moments she has her moments <laughs> like um like I've like I, if I tell her not to do something sometimes she'll look at me and laugh like when I'm trying to discipline her she laughs at me and that can be very frustrating, but, <clears throat> okay, so I found the post, uh, and this is an, an older, oh, I guess this was posted on September 30th by somebody, and one of my friends shared it, and so here it is. I, I wasn't going to read the whole thing, but I feel like I have to in order to really paint the picture of what's, of the actual pictures that are on here and a little video clip um so here we go uh august 18th 2015 at 10 59 a.m owen went to heaven my heart didn't stop the moment his did but i wished with all my might that it had i had been watching his body slowly shut down for days his lungs filled with blood and he struggled to breathe i prayed to god that he would just take him quickly But for three days, Owen fought hard for his life. Our final 12 hours were spent in the hospital bed at OU Children's. This is a room where children with cancer go to die. As you enter this room, you will feel like you are walking through the gates of hell, and from my experience, you are. I considered turning and running instead, but you can't outrun what's inside you or your child. I wanted to have 
have the most comfortable transition as possible, so I took a deep breath and I tucked Owen into that bed. I snuggled up to him, knowing this would be our last night. I tried not to think about the families before us. I could physically feel my heart breaking a little more with every tear I cried. I laid there for hours just watching the color leave his little body. It was a gradual, excruciating decline. I wanted to scream. I wanted to jump out of the window. I wanted to do something, anything, but there was nothing at all that I could do to change it. So I forced myself to go against all of my instincts and do nothing to buy us more time. I whispered lullabies in his fuzzy cold ear. I wondered if he was listening or aware, but I didn't disturb him or ask for a sign. I told him about all the people waiting for him in heaven. I described lollipop trees and clouds made of cotton candy. I told him I didn't think it ever rained in heaven, but if it did, I bet it tastes like blue Powerade, his favorite. As the night went on, so did my nervous rambling. I was so afraid if I closed my eyes, even for a moment, when I opened them again, he would be gone. As the sun came up, I thought to myself, here we are, the worst day of my life, and I was right. I kept saying the date in my head as if I needed to convince myself that this was the day I had been dreading for so long. For months I had been searching for answers, asking everyone how much time they thought we had. I knew that day something in my soul was different, and I knew our time had run out. I didn't need to ask a medical opinion. The truth was aching deep in my bones. Ten o'clock rolled around and Owen's oxygen levels were dropping, lower every time I looked at the machine. His body was rigid, and his fists were clenched. He was still fighting. I slipped my finger in his sweaty hand, and I rocked him. I said, it's okay to let go and fly away now. God is waiting for you, and I'm going to be fine. That was a lie. I knew it when I said it. I just wanted his suffering to end. I scooped him up in my arms as he took a shallow breath. I just knew, and I was thankful thanking God for the time that we had had. He didn't breathe for what seemed like 10 seconds and then one final gasp fair and he was gone. I could almost see his spirit leaving his body. It looked like a mist floating out of his mouth. I stared at it and wanted to breathe him back into me. I wanted to be anything but apart from him for the rest of my life. Tommy took some pictures of me holding him in the four hours I stayed with his body. I'm so glad I have those painful pictures now, because there are days when I still can't believe he's gone. I look at them and it knocks the wind out of me. It doesn't get easier with time. I feel as if I took on the pain he left behind. My suffering reminds me of his suffering, and of the day I came to know life's greatest loss. Cancer taught me all about heartache and pain. It taught me even more about selflessness and love. I'm sharing these painful memories because, though I try, there are no words to describe the devastation childhood cancer has brought to my life. Um, there's a couple pictures of the little boy, and he could be between one and two. It do I don't think it, it doesn't say on here how old he is, and um, <clears throat> there's a little video clip of the mom holding a lifeless little body um and when I played that clip and I saw it I mean I was already crying when I was reading it but when I saw this mother holding her her child and he wasn't there it just 
I lost it. Um, I, I grabbed Arya and I just told her how much I loved her over and over and over again. And how, and I mean, I was just praying and thanking God for having her and for blessing me with her. Uh, I don't know what I would do. I don't know how I would react and if if I were to be that mom holding her child lifeless in her arms. Um, Proverbs 3 5 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. And I thought of that because we don't understand there's a lot of things that happen in our lives that we don't understand and we probably never will and out of everything something good is to come god is always at work and he's never he's always by our side um and for a couple years i've been holding on to something that i didn't know was weighing on me as heavily as it really is Um, So I feel like if I just finally say it out loud and really actually share what happened um, or just say what actually happened out loud, I I, I will get some peace. Um, And so that's when I saw that post, I feel like it really, um, it pushed me towards this. Like it was kind of, a way of letting me see how much I was still holding on to. (laughs) This is hard to say. Um, So in 2012, we found out I was pregnant. And we were rocky. I don't even... I think we were, like, on a break when we found out that I was pregnant. And we didn't believe it. We took... mm, We went to the store and got more tests, even though I was told I was pregnant at the doctor's. And we went we didn't believe them so we went we bought more tests and we talked about it and we're like okay it's gonna be fine we're gonna deal with this okay it it wasn't something we were planning on we didn't even know if we were going to have a future together um at that point and then i my my health started to just decline um i at first at first I thought it was just like morning sickness and you know I thought it was just kind of like intensified I was constantly puking it wasn't just in the morning it was all day I couldn't eat or drink anything like not even water um it got to the point where I needed to go on medical leave from work I couldn't sit up from bed I couldn't walk I couldn't I pretty much could not move if I moved or tried to sit up I would black out and I was so weak so weak and there was nothing inside me to throw up but I kept throwing up and it was like that acid disgusting stuff (laughs) um and it was bad um I was in the hospital a couple times and they did a lot of tests and they tried to give me medication but I kept I just kept puking it back up Um, finally one of the tests that they did 
came back positive as me having an autoimmune disease called Graves. My thyroid basically overproduces hormones and my body doesn't know what to do. It basically goes into, it's like attacking myself. Um, being pregnant, you're already kind of having all of these hormones being produced and then my, th my thyroid is overproducing even more and it's just it's just chaos. Um, when I was about maybe 13 weeks along, I went to go uh, for an ultrasound and they gave me the little uh, ultrasound picture of my baby and <laughs> when we were when we were in the ultrasound, um, he started waving. It was like he was waving at the little thing on and he was just moving like crazy and I know that it that it's a that it was a boy because when I was pregnant with Aria I asked if they had that on record because I wanted to know so mm, I found out that it was a boy uh, three years after when they gave us that and we were really happy we were just we couldn't believe it we heard heartbeat and it was just it was amazing it's a it's like a really good feeling when you hear a heartbeat for the first time and they gave us like it was like such a happy moment and it was pretty much destroyed completely within seconds uh the doctor said that they wanted to discuss some things with us and told us that there was a cyst near the heart. The stomach was up higher in the chest um, than normal. There was fluid behind the, like behind the spinal, behind the spine, like in the neck area, there was extra fluid. There was extra fluid in the lungs. There's just, they started doing, naming all these things that I don't even, I think I blocked them out. Um, they also said that the baby had Down syndrome. And they said that because of all of the issues that they are seeing, not the, nothing to do with the Down syndrome, but like the, the other things that they had seen, that they didn't think that I would make it to full term. They didn't think the baby would make it through the entire pregnancy. They said that they thought that if for some chance I did make it through the entire pregnancy with the baby that after birth baby wouldn't be alive for more than minutes and they thought that it would be best for me to end the pregnancy to um, help my health and I don't know what I thought I think again I blocked everything out I was in denial I said no and they said take some time to think about it you don't need to make a decision right now um, David and I left and I was in again I was in denial I didn't believe them I said no I cried and cried and just thought why are they trying to take my baby away from me like, why are they trying to take my baby away from me? Why are they doing this? Like, they're lying. They 
none of this is happening like the baby's perfectly fine i'm just not strong enough to carry the baby that's what i thought i thought i was just not strong enough and they were trying to take my baby away because i wasn't strong um some like a couple like a day or two went by and like i just i wasn't getting any better um and you know david was very supportive he you know he said whatever it is that you want to do i'll support you and that's what we'll do and we just talked and talked and i know that when i went to the doctor's office again i asked them if my baby was in any pain if i continued with the pregnancy if there was any chance of him being in pain and i honestly can say i don't remember the answer um we ultimately decided to end the pregnancy because i didn't want him to be in pain and i didn't think that i could bear losing him once he was out in the world um so we decided that and on december 1st 2012 we went to a clinic and on my way there i was in excruciating pain it was like above my abdomen um it was it was really bad pain and i felt like that was my baby trying to tell me don't do it don't go through with it I even said that to my mom and David. I was like, I feel like he's telling us to stop. Like he doesn't, he knows what I'm about to do and he's telling me not to do it. Um, but we got to the clinic and I was taken to a room that just had a bunch of little tiny beds lined up and a curtain in between. I was told to get into a robe, to change into a robe, and it's a tiny, tiny little bathroom. It was like a closet. They gave me some pills to put on the inside of my cheeks to kind of numb them, and then I don't know what they gave me, and I woke up. I woke up, and I was confused. I was cold, and there was no one around me. And I was trying to make sense of sense of everything and then I kind of felt some pain in my lower area and it's like a, a wave came and crashed on me and I realized what had just happened. Um, my mom helped me get dressed and we left. Before we had um, left though, they had asked me if I wanted the remains cremated and if I wanted the ashes I said yes and I still have the ashes but I've never opened the container that they're in um I feel like if I were to see what's inside I it would be a reality that I don't want um I I regret that decision um you know, some of our friends, they knew that I was pregnant 
but <clears throat> we just kept saying we we were very vague it's like I'm just I'm not pregnant anymore like we didn't want to lie but we didn't want to share the truth and I think that, that was more me I felt really ashamed and guilty for making that decision that it wasn't mine to make um I had no right uh to end someone's life uh and it was a hard decision but I tried to justify it for so long by saying like I didn't want the baby to be in pain and I never I, I don't want the baby to be in pain but I had no faith uh, the pregnancy with Arya started out basically the same way. I was in horrible health condition. I couldn't do anything. And they asked me if I wanted to do, if I wanted to have a test done to see if Arya had Down syndrome because my last baby had Down syndrome. And I said, no, I don't want to know. I'm not, I'm not even going to entertain the idea of anything that they tell me that is wrong. Um, I prayed so, so much for Arya and God came through like he always does. Um, I got a beautiful, healthy baby girl and after about five months of bad morning sickness and just day sickness um I had a normal pregnancy I went I was just fine after about five months and I just kept praying the entire time that I just if I'm not going to get better just like let Arya be fine and you know, that's just like, I didn't have faith the first time. And the second time, I feel like I had a lot more faith. I had realized what I had done was a mistake. And that's why I am very thankful that God is forgiving. And that he sent Jesus down and Jesus, Jesus died on the cross for all of us and all of our sins and in acts um acts 2 38 it says then peter said to them repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of jesus christ for the remission of sins and you shall receive the gift of the holy spirit <sighs> and let me tell you i I know that I'm forgiven and all of that shame that I carried by making that choice I feel like is has left me I feel like after repenting and after praying and after even after being baptized after really getting into the word of God and really seeing how loving and forgiving he is I don't carry that shame anymore and I don't feel that guilt that I felt and anytime that I uh, those thoughts kind of start to come back I know that it's the enemy just putting them there trying to make me doubt 
and it's not going to happen. Um, seeing that Facebook post, it did bring back a lot of of those feelings, but by sharing it and actually speaking it out loud and going to the Bible and knowing that I've already been forgiven and that he loves me, it's, I can't explain, like, I feel so much better. I know that helped me because, again, I, I feel like I was suppressing all of those feelings and now I just feel lighter and I'm thankful and anytime that I start to get frustrated with Arya now, I'm just like, I have nothing to be frustrated about. I mean, she's just a little kid. She doesn't know any better. Um, and you know what? Like, sleepless nights, like, I welcome them now. Because it's just time awake that I'm with her. And she's the greatest thing that I could have asked for. So David and I are extremely lucky, we're extremely blessed, and hopefully we're able to bring a little bit of light and blessings to you. Um, with that being said, thank you for tuning in to the Mom Scare podcast. Next time won't be so heavy, I promise. This was something that I definitely wanted to and felt like I needed to share. So thanks for tuning in, and I'll catch you next time on the Mom Scare podcast.